Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the In Repose podcast with your host, Caitlin of Caitlin Curiosity. In Repose is a space for us to have intentional conversations around our businesses, our homes, relationships, experiences, products we use, and just life in general. Thank you so much for joining me for yet another week of intentional conversation. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm joining you not so early this morning at 8 a.m. instead of, what was it, 6 a.m. last week? Because I've been getting up at 6 a.m. this week, which has been wonderful, instead of 4 a.m. So I've been a little more, I was going to say a little more energetic, but that's not true because I've been, <laughs> I have been struggling with the smoke. So we are, where we are in Oregon, we are safe at this moment in time from the wildfires, but we're pretty smoked out and I'm just having a hard time with it. It's making me feel really, really, really out there and spacey. I tried recording this podcast two days ago and I didn't even know what I was trying to say. I would stop myself mid-sentence and I couldn't figure out what I was trying to say. I couldn't process anything. It just felt like nothing. I had all this energy to work, but I haven't had the brain energy to work. See, I'm like still struggling, but it's where we're at this week. So yippee. But it's been really, it's just been hard. It's been hard with the smoke and it was throwing off my breathing too for a while because the air quality has been really bad. And it's just scary to see who, I mean, it's just scary. It's scary to see how rampant wildfires are this year and just our weather in general everywhere, right? It's so abnormal and such a result of the way that we've been treating nature and I think that's what scares me and just going back to that question of what is my what can I do what is my part what are, what are the small daily steps that I can make what do we do locally as a community globally what do we do what do we do what do we do because it's it's she's she's yelling at us to make changes and some of us are listening and some of us aren't and I it's just I don't, I don't want to get down the rabbit hole of that, but I just want to bring awareness to it because it's very real. It's very real, right? It's very real. So, and it's very real where we're at seeing it. And maybe you don't see it. And maybe you're just hearing stories about storms and heat and fires and it's out of your, out of your awareness. And I just, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about what can we do? We have to keep having, we have to keep having these conversations Absolutely. I like to start every week by giving a house update. We are on the search for our first home, our first property, our first piece of land. And in some ways, I feel like we've just begun because there's some behind the scenes stuff because both Daniel and I are self-employed um, just with like approvals and, and all of that that we're working out behind the scenes. So in, in, we're still at the very beginning stages. And it's just a true test to our patience. What was it last week? Did I talk about this last week? Last week felt like the first week. Yeah, last week was a tough week. <laughs> last week was the first week that we really hit some road bumps that I was just feeling so discouraged by. And that's normal. Anyone who's ever bought a home will tell you it's going to be a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. And even when I was searching for this rental, it didn't just happen overnight. It took two months, which is still fairly quick. And the thing that I get most frustrated by is that I don't like being told that it's not possible for me to do something. And 
I I understand like this is this is what everyone's saying, right? That it's very hard to buy right now because it's a seller's market because mortgage rates are really low, so people are buying 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 and not just people, but these big companies and it's just very competitive and it's a bit stressful for a first-time home buyer or someone who doesn't have millions to throw at a house or isn't a developer. It's a little bit stressful and the prices are pretty high right now. There is not a lot of inventory. So I'm going through all the things that everyone's saying. It's so hard. It's going to be so hard to buy this year. Cool. I get it. But for me, I just don't, although I understand what's happening in reality, call me delusional, but I choose to believe that there's also possibility. If I didn't believe in possibility, I would have never moved here to begin with. I always believe there's a way. There is a way. There's a way to get there. There's a way. Maybe that takes more time. Maybe that takes a little more patience. Maybe that takes a new area. There's always a way. There's always a way. And possibility exists. It may be hard. It may be slower. It may take longer. But that doesn't make it impossible. That's not the that's not the thoughts that I subscribe to. I opted out of those that belief system a few years ago and it served me really well. So whatever you want to call it, that's what I subscribe to is that yes, it's hard right now to buy a home, but it's not impossible. And it's just important to stay up to date because tomorrow there could be an opportunity with a landowner that contacts Daniel and says, hey, I have this piece of land and I want to sell it. Are you interested? In in the flip of a switch, everything can change in the most beautiful way. Like we always prepare for these situations that in the, on the, is that the phrase <laughs> with the flip of a switch <laughs> that the rug could be pulled out from underneath you, right? That you could lose everything that you could, we go down that, that path of what if, what if, what if, but what if we go, what if, <laughs> what if we go down the other path of, well, what if in the flip of a switch, everything changes in the most beautiful way, in the ways that I didn't even know was possible. That's what I've really been consciously making an effort with this year. And for me, it's, for me, change happens when I consciously, when I consciously make the decision and then consistently in my day-to-day life, take action, take inspired action that aligns with that. And that means uncomfortable situations. That means doing something new. That means growing. But for me, Growth and true integration and embodiment comes from daily, consistent, inspired action. And that's where I've been at this year. I've just, cool, something can be hard, but it doesn't make it impossible. And I've also been really open to sharing more bits about my story, more bits about myself. It's, I'm in real life, I am in here, even here and on social media, wherever you, wherever you access my energy, wherever you connect with me at, I am a very private person. I have a Scorpio moon. (laughs) I have a Cancer sun. And I'm very, very private. And I actually don't share about 90% of my life. Well, let's say like 80%. We'll say about 80%. And I have, and I used to be someone who shared a bit too much on social media, was on there too much, wanted to be seen, wanted to interact, wanted to connect, truly. But I was giving, 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 and just leaking this energy so much. And it's also rewarded on social media. I'm, I'm going to say that that's also why I did it because it can boost. It does. Not it can. It does. It boosts your engagement. It boosts your how you get shown in the algorithm. It, it does. In fact, the more time you spend on an app, the more you're favored, the more the algorithm will praise you for that. So it's not to say that doesn't exist. 
However, I had to draw really strict boundaries for myself at the beginning of this year, 2021, of drawing these really strict boundaries of what I share, how often I share, when I show up, how much time I spend in my direct messages, all of that, how much I'm, how much I'm willing to share. And I also, on the flip side, I teach through experience. So my, my personal experiences have to be shared in order for me to teach. That's how I operate. I don't, I can't regurgitate information that I read from a book. It has to come through my lived experience and then I'm here to share it with you and you're here to take what resonates and you're here to leave what doesn't. So that's what I'm supposed to do. And sometimes that feels really uncomfortable for me because I'm like, I don't want to share that. I'm really private. And so it's just been creating these boundaries of what I want to share, what I don't want to share, how much I want to share. And I'm really intentional about sharing from a place after I've processed, after I've gone through the emotions. I'm also very emotional. So I have to give myself time and space. I'm an emotional being. I have to give myself the time and space to process, to feel, to look at it from, not to look at it, to, to feel it and then integrate it and integrate the lessons because I learn through those emotions too. And once I've come out of that either high, high or low, low, I can speak about what I've learned or what I saw or where I can take responsibility and accountability because a lot of times in those spaces, those heightened emotions, I can't see I can't always see my role. I'm I'm too heightened. It's too it's still too raw. The wound is still too real. And so I have to give myself the time and space to process that and then I can share from from that space. Okay, before we get into the conversation, I'm <laughs> getting right into it. I would love to invite you to grab a drink with me if you don't already have one. I am joining you with my lukewarm coffee, which I honestly need to heat up. If you don't mind, I'm just going to heat that up real quick. And then I'd love to just sit down and join you, talk to you in this conversation. And thank you so truly, thank you so much. Every single week, the DMs, the voice notes that are shared with me of continuing this conversation. That's what the intention of this is. It's not me speaking to you. I'm speaking with you. So whenever you feel lit up to continue the conversation, please do so over on Instagram at Caitlin Curiosity. Send me a message, send me a voice note and continue the conversation with me. So grab your beverage and let's sit down and talk. So as I was in my kitchen this week, the, the thing that keeps coming to mind, the thing that, I, that is on my heart, that is on my mind, that I've just been wanting to, to express has been all about forgiveness. And there's been, that has been the pattern, the lesson as of lately is forgiveness, forgiveness. 2021 has really, really been an incredible year for, <laughs> for healing wounds that have been open for a few years. And first I want to talk about the things that that I feel most hurt by, the situations that I feel most wounded by that really dig that knife in me the most. Let's start there. What do I what what causes those wounds? And for me it's never honestly been romantic relationships. Romantic relationships when when it's over, it's pretty it's pretty damn easy for me to move on because I, it's, it's not, it's not out of nowhere. Like, you know, this, you know, this ship is sinking. (laughs) So I've never had real big trouble mourning romantic relationships. And I'm, I'm so lucky I'm in, not lucky, but I'm, I'm so 
grateful to be in such a beautiful, loving partnership with Daniel now. But previous relationships, because I've had a few serious ones, that they it was easy. It was honestly easy. And instead, my deepest wounds have come from the closure or the actions or the experience of having friendships end or relationships in which I admired the other person, I'll say more specifically. If I admired that person or at least in the past, it wasn't even admiration, right? It was putting someone else on a pedestal that they were more successful than me. They had a loving partnership. They clearly had it figured out. They were confident. They clearly had it figured out and I didn't. And this was past Caitlin of full of insecurities, full of being small, full of not knowing herself, full of putting others, especially women on a pedestal of they've got it figured out and I don't. And I'm really proud because I want to acknowledge that with maturity, with confidence, with self-trust, I can now see when I look at someone that is successful and beautiful and is in a beautiful partnership and is just thriving, I feel such deep admiration and pride and showing us all what's possible, right? Like when we see that in someone, whatever we see in someone else, whether it's on the light end, the dark end, the gray end, anywhere in between, is showing us that it's possible within us. And so when we see those beautiful aspects, it's not a threat. It's not, oh, I must be less than. It's, oh, that's possible within me. That lives with, if I see it within them, that lives within me. And that, honestly, that was such a game changer for my business because I had been conditioned to believe that I could not make money doing what I love. I was not capable of providing for myself. That was ingrained in me for 29 years, truly, over and over and over. And to finally opt out of that belief system and instead see that I was witnessing women, especially women-founded businesses, be successful, start from nothing, work like bootstrap it until they could hire it. Like seeing all of that. Honestly, oh, side note. (laughs) I know we go on a million side side tangents, but let's go down this windy road. The other week, I literally had this like thought of, should I stop working for myself and just go work for another small female founded business? Because that, those experiences truly are the most beautiful learning experience. I love seeing how others run their business. I love it. I get such a high off of it. And no, I'm not doing that. And I even had that thought this week. It came up again. I was like, I I miss learning. I miss that, that student process of learning. And I've learned a lot. And it's not to say I know everything about business clearly. And I'm so ready to start building a team. And that was something I was so resistant to for so long of, I, I mean, I've never hired anything, not graphic design, not web design, not email, not a single thing have I ever hired except a photographer. And that's it. That's all I've ever hired. And that's not to like brag on myself. That's just to say, I'm I'm reaching my max. Like this is many years of being the one person show. And in order to keep growing, that I need to take those investments. So that's a side note. And I was also really scared. A team is a responsibility. That's a huge responsibility to me. And I'm just now getting to the point where it's not just that I need to be supported, but I want to support a team. Like I miss that. 
I miss that environment. Oh my gosh, I miss having a team and like communicating with anyone other but myself. I'm like, what are our plans? What do we want to do? It's anyways, <laughs> let's get back on the main road. We'll go all the way back to forgiveness. That's where I want to start. Yes, I was talking about the pedestals. Yes, I was talking about admiration, but let's go or let's go way back to forgiveness and what I want to speak about because it all goes together. The most the most wounded, the, the biggest wounds that I've had in this lifetime have truly been from women that I've admired and looked up to or that I put I formerly put on a pedestal and let in or that I um again, that Scorpio moon of like somehow I let them in and like see me and kind of let the walls down a bit. That's where I feel the biggest wounds from. And <sighs> there is one experience in particular that I honestly never thought I would talk about publicly. But in the celebration of healing and forgiveness and self-accountability and responsibility, I want to share it with you. About three years ago, when I closed down my, almost three years ago, I closed down my brick and mortar in Phoenix, Arizona. And it was a really confusing time in my life because I knew that I was supposed to close it down. That I knew, but I had no idea what I was meant to do next. And that was personally a really difficult time a really difficult time in my life I started to push away people that I friendships that I loved so deeply and I really started to kind of go down this go down this road of letting my I wanted someone to define me. I wanted someone to give me the answers and so I was investing in in spiritual tools where it was like, this is why you don't have the things that you have. This is why you, the reason that you are, I was just lost. I was lost. And I didn't even know that I, I, I mean, I, I partly knew that I was lost and this comes with hindsight, right? We see the lessons now looking back three years ago, but during that time I knew I was lost, but I didn't know to what extent. And so I was using these tools to kind of enable me to be, I don't to, to to define me in a way that wasn't my truth and I was I hurt people in that process and I pushed away people and I shut people out and very selfishly because I wasn't I was just so unhappy and so confused and around that time simultaneously I started to I started to work for a company that I deeply admired from afar. And I had a beautiful opportunity to work for them. And honestly, it was that situation of putting someone on a pedestal, that they were successful and they had figured it out and I didn't, that I had failed and I didn't know what I was doing and and perhaps it would give me some sort of answers. And it was a really beautiful experience, a really beautiful one. And it was also a really painful one. I experienced some things that didn't feel good to me. I experienced some things that didn't feel in alignment for me. I didn't feel valued. I felt really disposable. 
these were my feelings at the time. And I don't want to negate my feelings because that's what I felt at the time. And that for me is my biggest pain point is when I feel disposable to someone and not valued, that's where the knife just gets really dug into me. And that's that's the wound. That's my wound. That's my trigger. And from there, from there, it's this whole set of emotions that comes up. And at the time, I wasn't equipped. I didn't have the maturity. I didn't have the self-trust. I didn't have, I didn't have, I didn't have that. I was just I knew that it didn't feel good and that it was my time to leave. And so I did. And because I was hurt, because I felt like I was disposable and not valued after I worked so hard and believed in something so much, I was really hurt. And when I go to this place of hurt in the past, I would either shut down completely. And that was really difficult because a lot of people who were in my community came to me from that community. And I felt like I had this painful experience and I wanted to talk about it, but I also never wanted truly, my intention is to never, 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 never to to shit on someone because of the experience that I've had to, to, that's my experience. That was my experience. And those are my perceptions and my projections, right? That. That we can tell us if we're not, if we don't have those conversations, if we don't have the conversation with the other person who is hurting us, if we don't actually have that conversation, if instead we just tell ourselves the story, oh, this is what they were doing. They were, they thought I was disposable. They think I have no value. That was never sent to me. In every situation that I've been hurt in, that has never been sent to me. Those are my perceptions, my projections of what I feel is being done to me. It doesn't also to say bypass how anyone treats you whatsoever, but it is to say that that is, that's a story that I'm creating in my head and that I created at that time. And I had so much pain and shame and I needed time to process that. I needed time to process that. And so it's really important during these like wounded periods that we give ourselves this space and time to do so. Again, being emo- I'm a very emotional being. I have to give myself this space and time to do so. And I was constantly being reminded of, of that experience. And I had to disconnect entirely. And during that pain, or during that during that time, I I want to fully take responsibility and accountability for for I, I for not always handling that pain or that my stories with grace right and looking back now I don't feel like I always did that I really don't I don't and I think about six eight months I don't know the exact time however long after I had left that experience that that podcast interview that I that I did that a lot of people you probably <laughs> know me for and found me through was removed and I didn't know because I had I had distanced myself from that whole community for that time I needed that space and it wasn't until I received 
all of these messages, all of these DMs one morning letting me know. And I just remember like being on the front porch of the cabin, breaking down and crying because it felt humiliating. It felt so embarrassing. Like I had, I had done something wrong. And it's not to say that my actions, I don't know what led to that. If that's the answer you're looking for, because a lot of people are aware of it and I've never spoken about it publicly, but it was humiliating. And I don't know the answer. I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't make it up and I'm not going to fill in the pieces. And what I will say is that somewhere in my actions, in my pain, in my whatever it was, my actions had led to that. And I don't know which ones. I don't, I don't know. And at the same time, I was also receiving some, a few nasty DMs, nasty messages, um, a lot of like community rejection for being who I was and not being who people found me as or wanted me to be, or I wasn't, I was suddenly, I don't, I don't know. It was just a difficult time during that period about a year and a half ago that that happened. And that was really painful. Like having to relive the pain all over again, having to feel publicly humiliated, having to, and still not fully ready to, to hold the mirror to myself to say, what is my, what is my responsibility and role in this? Because I see so clearly when we, when the wound, the deepest wounds that I've experienced in that I'm speaking about, and this is a a lesson that has happened to me multiple times in female friendships or female dynamics is there's reciprocity, right? It's, it's, if, if one person is hurt, most likely the other person is hurt. And if we're not having the difficult conversations of this is where I'm at, those vulnerable conversations, we don't actually know where the other person is at. And it's, it's so important to me too that we don't try and tell other people's stories and we take accountability and responsibility for the side that we play. And I think I, I, I can look at my pain now of, of being hurt and hurting others from that pain. And that took a whole level of like forgiving myself of, I had to forgive myself that that's not who I am. I don't, I don't want to hurt other people. I don't want to tarnish someone's name. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I'm not that person. And I have hurt people. And that took a, a while. That's, that took a long while of like 2020 of, of, of going, how do I forgive myself for hurting people in my pain, in my stories, in my projections? And Last year, it was really hard to look in that mirror. It was really hard to have that mirror held up because I was still processing, still processing. I'm so grateful for all of, I'm so grateful for all of these experiences, the pain, the, because it's taught me so much. It's taught me how to trust myself and also take some damn responsibility for myself So often we bounce between this place of blaming people outside of us for our conditioning, for our whatever it may be, for the why we are the way we are. And then we bounce back to the other end of the spectrum of self-blame, of blaming ourselves and beating ourselves. And instead, it's landing in self-trust and self-responsibility 
of I trust myself so much, I have my own back, but that also means that I need to take responsibility for my actions. And that didn't happen for me truly until this year of coming to a place of forgiveness for myself, for the pain that I had caused myself. Because although that was my truth at the time, that looking back now, I could have just had uncomfortable conversations to address the issue, the issues, right? In multiple different <laughs> situations, I could have just had the difficult conversation and I didn't. And I couldn't, and instead I created the story that they don't value me, that I'm disposable, that I'm going to push them away, that I'm going to, I'm going to protect myself. And I took the easy way out. The easy way out was not having the difficult conversation, that I was somehow choosing myself by not having the difficult conversation. And this is something that I used to do all the time. If, if shit got uncomfortable, that I would check out done, disassociate, bye, nope. (laughs) But what happens is I would just shove all of that down, down into the depths for it to just live there until it would come out later, carrying, storing this pain inside instead of, and this year has been, 2021 has been the year of, no, you're going to have the difficult conversation. And that means this conversation today, this is still considered a difficult conversation for me to have to publicly share how I felt that I wronged someone, how I carried around this pain and this wound that may feel embarrassing, how I felt like I was publicly humiliated, how I probably humiliated the other person. I have to have that difficult conversation and that feels vulnerable and that feels It's easier just to hide it, right? It's easier just not to acknowledge it and to pretend it doesn't exist. But it does. And it does. And something I've learned so, so deeply in my partnership with Daniel, because when I entered this partnership, I said, if I want a different relationship, then I have to do things differently. That meant I couldn't run. That meant I had to have the, the uncomfortable conversations. That meant I had to share my feelings And one thing that I have done in this relationship that is carried over in everything that I do, everything that I do, is that when I'm feeling a heightened emotion, that a story, a narrative is playing out in my mind of this person is treating me this way and blah, 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 or I just feel hurt or I just feel pain, that I allow myself to process those emotions Give myself time. And for me, it's usually a 24-hour period. Maybe it's 12 hours. And good night's sleep, I can usually come to the next day of it's 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 calmed down. And I can now see it with clarity. And now I can go and have a conversation about what I felt. Because it's not to say that someone's action, like someone shouldn't be responsible for their actions. And I'm the only one that's responsible. It's not to say that, but it is to say that that it's important for me to speak up, but speak up from a place of not in that heightened state to allow myself the time to process the emotions that I'm feeling and then go and have the conversation because like now I can see it from, from different ways. Because when I try and have a conversation in that heightened state, it's just my pain body screaming, that inner child screaming. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. <laughs> And nothing gets accomplished. And it's not to say I do it right every single time. It is not to say I do it right every single time. 
And again, my partnership is such a beautiful example of, of, of when I'm having that, that high and high or low, 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 Daniel holds space for me because he understands that's how he, he, he holds space for me. And I also, I'm very conscious about you're in this state, breathe breathe. Do not let your emotions get the best of you and start spewing out things that from this emotional heightened state. And I really think that the the forgiveness that I've had towards others first had to come from forgiving myself. For forgiving myself for not having the difficult conversations. For forgiving myself for speaking out of pain instead of thinking about the other person. Perhaps hurting other people, not intentionally, but forgiving myself for that because I was so hard on myself for that. That why couldn't you just have the difficult conversation? Why did you have to treat them like that? Why did you have to act out in that way? Why did you, forgiving myself for creating those stories, forgiving myself for, I had to start there. I had to start there. I had to look in that, I had to be ready to look in that mirror first. I had to look in that mirror first. And we're not always ready to look in that mirror. We're not always ready to look in that mirror. And that can take time. And when I was ready to look in that mirror, and forgive myself, I could then forgive the other because it really wasn't about them. It really wasn't about them. It was about me and the point that I was at of feeling so lost, of feeling so small, of feeling so untrusting of myself. That had so much more to do with me and that's where those stories came from. And this story always comes to mind when I think of this, because when Daniel and I were first dating in the early months, I remember he hadn't told his parents about us and I was frustrated. I, the, the story I told myself is he's hiding me. He's hiding me. That was my perception based off of my past experiences. This is all to say this does not negate your past experiences, your past traumas. Those are very real. But that's why I was viewing it through the lens of he's hiding me and this feels hurtful. Why, why is he hiding me? So I told him, I said, it's, I got upset and I said, why are you hiding me? It feels like you're hiding me and it's really hurtful. And he's, he said, I'm not hiding you. It's that this is a really big deal in introducing you and, and announcing you to my family is a really big deal. And I take it very seriously. And we've just begun dating. And I have in the past had other partners rush into that and it doesn't make me feel good and it doesn't align with me. Definitely didn't say those exact words because he does not use the word align, but, but his story was that I'm not ready. This is a really big deal to me and my family when I go to the when I go to do this. And so it, it, it's always like I just remember that that moment being so pivotal for me of like, I'm creating the story. I'm creating his side of the story. It's not that he's hiding me. It's that this is a big deal. And I also have to respect that if he if it, like it, it's that's not his intention. And Obviously now, a year and a half later, I'm, I love his family. <laughs> We're going to visit them this year. It was not hiding. It was, and I'm so grateful because 
I have a partner who never, we never played games. It was never this, that was something that I was so used to. It was always so honest from day freaking one. Day one, there was so much honesty. So I knew that I could trust that answer because he's so blunt, (laughs) so blunt, which is so beautiful. It's such a beautiful gift that no, that was his truth. Like, no, this is a big deal. But I caught myself, I could witness, I was starting to witness, this is how I create these stories. And again, it's not to say that I do it perfectly all the time. We're human. This is going to come up. We want to create that other. We want to We want to know. We want to put the pieces of the puzzle together. So we're going to put the pieces of the puzzle together based on our own experiences, traumas, perceptions, projections. And it's just taking a moment when there's someone else involved. Because to me, and maybe conversations, confrontation is not difficult for you at all. It is something that is so difficult for me. No matter how many times I do it, I hate it. I hate it. And each time I get better at it, each time I learn more. And I've had to do that through the past year of having a difficult conversation. But it does not mean that every time it happens, there isn't something inside of me that's like, oh, I really don't want to have to have this conversation. But I know that I have to. So buckle up. Let's go. And I just take care of myself afterwards and I approach it so much differently. I allow myself to process the emotions. I also realize that I'm much better at writing something. So oftentimes I can write something down and if that feels really good and oh yeah, Mm, forgiveness. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift and beautiful lesson that is so liberating and freeing and I really never thought I would get to the place that when I think about when I think about the things that felt these these wounds that I was carrying around, these stories that I was carrying around, that I didn't think that I would get to a place of of love. And when I think about these people, when I think about these experiences, I hold them in my heart with so much love. And that was honestly shocking to me. So much love. For that, and not in just pure love. I have pure love. That also means if we're talking about someone else, that we don't need to reach out to them, that we don't need to continue having a relationship with them. If, if, if it's a very, if you were coming out of a very toxic relationship, that doesn't mean you can forgive someone and love them and have love for them without them needing to be in your life either. It doesn't mean that that needs to be carried on, that 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 perhaps was the chapter that served you and that in reaching forgiveness, you gift yourself that peace, that liberation, that freedom, that when we hold on to that freaking bleeding wound, it's only hurting ourselves. It's only when we hold on to that story of I don't want to let this story go. I want to hold on to this pain. That it's only hurting us. It was only hurting me. And instead, when we reach that place of forgiveness, it brings peace for ourselves. Love for the other. Love for others around us. Self-trust. Trust of others. Self-responsibility. Responsibility of others. It's just so freeing. And truly an expansion of self. It's really, really beautiful. Thank you for joining me in this conversation today. So grateful you are here in this space with me. Remember, if you take the time to leave a review on iTunes, screenshot it to me, 
screenshot it, send it to me, hello at caitlincuriosity.com, and I would love to gift you the coffee tonics and herbal powders workshop so you can join our chamomile coffee community, and you can join me every week when we listen to these with the chamomile coffee by your side. So I'm sending you so much love, and I will talk to you next week.